Welcome to the Basana Health and Wellness Podcast. At Basana Health, we focus on whole body wellness, connecting physical, spiritual, and mental well-being. We are wellness collaborators with our members, and we embrace our community partnerships. Basana Health promotes holistic and functional care while focusing on transformative lifestyle changes. Welcome to our podcast, where you can take a virtual step towards optimizing your own health and wellness. Hi there, my name is Becky, and I am one of the nurse practitioners here at Basana Health and Wellness. And today we are going to talk about intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is an eating pattern that alternates between periods of fasting and periods of eating. The primary focus of fasting is when you eat rather than what you eat. It's kind of a diet where your stomach gets to clock in and clock out. It's not a magical cure for the late night pizza craving, but it can be a very good strategy for some healthy eating. It is different than traditional dieting. Like I said, you focus on when you eat versus what you eat. Some people think a better way to describe intermittent fasting is actually timed eating. So a little bit about the history of intermittent fasting. It's actually not a modern diet trend. It has been around since ancient times. I mean, people from various cultures, different religions have been giving their stomachs a break for centuries. It's kind of like the original detox plan. There are many religions that incorporate fasting as a way to purify the body and purify the mind. For example, Christians practice fasting during Lent. Fasting is also found in Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism. During Ramadan, fasting is one of the five pillars of Islam. Traditional Chinese medicine also utilizes fasting as a means of promoting balance and healing. We are going to discuss the different health benefits of intermittent fasting. And there's a lot of data to suggest that even if you do intermittent fasting twice a week, there's benefit, meaning you don't have to do it every day. Honestly, for me, when I realized I didn't have to do it every day, maybe just twice a week or so, it made it so much easier. There are certain metabolic changes that happen during fasting, and this leads to weight loss and fat reduction. I mean, who doesn't like that, right? So fasting is kind of your body's way of saying, let's burn some stored energy. When you're not snacking, your body instead taps into its fat stores and it burns fat. It even starts making these things called ketones, which are like rocket fuel for your brain. Plus, it's like your cells are doing a Marie Kondo and getting rid of all the stuff they don't need through autophagy. Basically, fasting is like a metabolic spring cleaning for your body. So the first metabolic change that happens is your body switches to fat utilization. After several hours of fasting, the body exhausts its glycogen stores or stored glucose reserves. And then to meet energy needs, it shifts towards using stored fat for energy. Some of you may know what ketosis is. 
It's the liver produces ketones from fat breakdown. And it's these ketones that serve as a good energy source, particularly for the brain. It's There's a little bit of old-fashioned science to suggest that fasting really slows your metabolism and that eating every one to two hours is important. So that's kind of what people used to do for fat reduction and dieting. But the problem with this way of eating is that your gut really never gets a break in the work of digestion. And your gut definitely needs a break. Current research suggests that intermittent fasting helps the metabolic rate, particularly when you combine it with strength training. And this can be super helpful for weight maintenance, weight loss. Other ways that intermittent fasting helps you lose weight is it naturally leads to calorie restriction. So it's kind of like when you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, but it's your only time to eat. You you need a lot, but there's only so much you can eat during a specific eating window. Intermittent fasting also discourages late-night eating, which is often associated with consuming excess calories. So by cutting off eating at a certain time, intermittent fasting just helps you eat less. Not going to lie, this was one of the harder things for me. I was very accustomed to eating very late at night, but I was able to break my habit of doing that. Intermittent fasting also provides increased awareness of hunger and fullness. When you're fasting, it kind of heightens your awareness of hunger cues, making it easier to distinguish between true hunger and eating because of emotional stuff or because you're bored. And this mindfulness can actually lead to more controlled mindful eating during the eating windows. Intermittent fasting has a significant impact on blood sugar levels. There are so many people that come through our office each week, and many of them have prediabetes, where their hemoglobin A1c is elevated, 5.7, 5.9, 6.0. Well, once you hit 6.5, you have diabetes. But if you have an elevated A1C that's around six, but you don't make any changes to your diet or lifestyle, you will go on to develop type two diabetes in the next five to 10 years. But there are so many things you can do to prevent diabetes and it's totally worth it to do so. With intermittent fasting, the thing that helps with blood sugar control is improving insulin sensitivity or in other words, decreasing insulin resistance. I mean, intermittent fasting can have a huge impact on insulin sensitivity, making cells more responsive to insulin's actions. And this helps control your blood sugar. Also, once your blood sugars are stabilized, it helps reduce sugar cravings and the urge to snack between meals. It's kind of like intermittent fasting is your personal trainer saying, hey, sugar, Take a break. We are on a little eating timeout. By giving your body a rest from constant snacking, intermittent fasting helps keep those blood sugar spikes and crashes in check. Intermittent fasting stimulates a process called cellular autophagy, which is kind of like a cellular cleanup 
cells remove damaged components and recycle them for energy. There's a lot of health benefits to this process because it just improves how the cells function and it improves longevity in general. I like to describe cellular autophagy kind of like Marie Kondo of your cells. Set my second reference to Marie Kondo. <laughs> but it's just like decluttering your closet. It cleans up the old damaged parts of cells and gives your cells a spring break from digesting food. During fasting, your cells have the opportunity to focus on cleaning up their mess and recycling their old worn out bits and, and parts. It kind of keeps your cells tidy and autophagy helps prevent your cells from turning into cellular hoarders. And really, I mean, who doesn't like a clean closet? There are some really great anti-inflammatory effects of intermittent fasting. There are so many conditions, chronic diseases, that are really a result of chronic inflammation. When you think of heart disease or Alzheimer's or diabetes, a little bit of inflammation is actually healthy. The long-term chronic inflammation really wreaks havoc on your cells. So I like to describe inflammation as your body's little firefighter. It's there to put out flames when things go wrong, but sometimes it gets a bit too excited and starts spraying water everywhere. And that's when it becomes a problem causing chronic disease. It's like a firefighter who doesn't stop when the fire is over and the effects are truly destructive. But intermittent fasting is like telling your body, hey, Mr. Firefighter, we appreciate your enthusiasm, but let's not set off the sprinklers all the time. So by calming down the inflammation, intermittent fasting helps your body keep those hoses in check and then the levels of chronic inflammation go down. There's actually a few blood tests that we routinely do in our office that can check for inflammation. We call them inflammatory markers. And I like to check them about once or twice a year to see how the body's doing from an inflammation standpoint. There are definitely some cognitive benefits of intermittent fasting, meaning it can make your brain work better. I don't know about you, but I could use all the help I can get. I'm all about some improved brain function and mental clarity. So what happens during the fasting period is the body's energy resources shift towards supporting brain health, which enhances cognitive performance. So in that way, intermittent fasting is like a workout that keeps your brain sharp and focused like sending your brain to the gym. There's some research that suggests that intermittent fasting can also offer protection against neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So by reducing inflammation, by improving insulin sensitivity, promoting cellular health, you can really lower your risk of developing these conditions. In the wellness world, there's lots of providers that refer to Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes, knowing that abnormal blood sugars contribute to the breakdown of vessels in the brain. So it's worth it. 
There are several methods of intermittent fasting, and I'm going to give you some examples of the top four. The first one is the most popular, 16-8. Uh, it's kind of like uh, you eat for an eight-hour window. I would say the most popular eating time is from noon to 8 p.m. So you skip breakfast. During the fasting time, you do want to consume lots of water. You can consume tea or black coffee, but no food. And you can't have any creamer or sugar in your coffee because that will break your fast. So this method, it's, it's good. It simplifies your day into two periods, kind of a fasting period, eating period. The second method that is fairly popular is the 5-2 method of intermittent fasting. It's kind of like the making a financial budget for calories. You kind of eat normally for five days of the week, but then on two non-consecutive days, you limit your calorie intake significantly. On these, quote, fasting days, you typically consume between 500, 600 calories. And then on the remaining days, you eat normally. So this is a little different uh, fasting method because you do eat a few calories during the the quote fasting days, but very few. It does make it pretty flexible though, um, as an alternative fasting method. There's the eat, stop, eat method or alternate day fasting, which is where you choose one or two non-consecutive days in a week where you really fast for a complete 24 hours, typically from dinner one day to dinner the next day. During the fasting period, you don't consume any calories. You can have water, tea, or coffee, but on the other days, you eat as usual. For example, you might finish dinner at 7 p.m., and then you don't eat again until 7 p.m. the next day. So this approach gives your body kind of an extended break from food and potentially aiding in calorie reduction and other health benefits. The other inter intermittent fasting method that I found interesting was the warrior diet, which is like channeling your inner ancient warrior. So it involves fasting for most of the day, but eating one large meal in the evening, typically like a four hour eating window. So again, during the fasting hours, you don't eat much. You can have a few raw fruits and vegetables but this approach is designed to mimic the eating patterns of ancient warriors who ate very sparingly during the day and then feasted in the evening. I think with any of these options, you should just pick one that seems to work the best for you and your pers personal situation. For me, I do like the 16-8 method because it works in my life. Uh, I was once told by a functional medicine provider that my body type would respond better if I skipped my evening meal instead of breakfast. So I would eat like from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. But that didn't really work with my lifestyle. But I do really well with uh, not eating breakfast and starting my eating time period at noon and then going until 8 p.m. Then I can get home from work, have dinner with my family and do it again the next day if I want. I'm going to go over some tips for success for intermittent fasting. 
there's definitely ways to do it right and wrong. And so the whole point of intermittent fasting is the health benefits. First and foremost, you really want to stay hydrated, especially during the fasting window. If you get dehydrated, you're not going to feel good. You may get symptoms of dizziness, fatigue. You may notice that your brain doesn't perform as well. And so if you're able to maintain good hydration, you're, you're just going to feel so much better and have so much more success with intermittent fasting. Also, I like to sip on water during my fasting period because I feel like I'm still putting something in my mouth. And I like to, you know, put a little lemon in the water or flavor the water in a little way. And that's, that's okay to do that during intermittent fasting. One thing I like to mention is there's so many of us who struggle in the afternoons, meaning we feel extra tired after lunch. Because of that, a lot of us will reach for some caffeine or some sugar. But I would like to challenge you to, instead of doing that, try to down two big glasses of water and then wait 30 minutes and see how you feel. Uh, another thing that staying hydrated really helps is appetite control because sometimes thirst is mistaken for hunger. So if you can stay hydrated, you won't feel as hungry during the fasting periods, and then you would be less likely to break your fast. Hydration definitely supports your digestive health. You don't want to be constipated when you're fasting. You want to maintain normal bowel movements. We definitely talk a lot about gut health when talking about wellness. And one of my foundational classes in functional medicine training was actually entitled Disease Begins in the Gut. So I have had the question, people will ask, well, when I'm fasting, I'll just drink some Diet Coke. There's no sugar, no calories. And I would caution you with that strategy because the component of Diet Coke that is the most dangerous is the artificial sweetener. It actually tricks your brain and negatively impacts your metabolism. It actually makes you hungrier. And there's good science to suggest that this is true. So don't do Diet Coke. Stick with water or black coffee if you like coffee or tea. During the eating windows, you do want to make sure you're eating nutrient-dense meals. I mean, you wouldn't want to run a marathon with just one shoe, and your body doesn't want to function on just one type of food. So you have to have balanced nutrition to get all your essential nutrients that your body needs. When you're eating a, a really balanced diet, it also helps you maintain stable blood sugars and provide energy throughout the day. Also, you want good protein intake to support muscle maintenance and repair because you want to preserve that lean muscle, especially during intermittent fasting. There's a saying in functional medicine that muscle is the currency of anti-aging. As we get older, it's normal to lose muscle and it's a lifelong pursuit to keep building muscle. You also want plenty of fiber-rich foods to support your gut health. And I like to tell my family for sure and patients, eat the rainbow. I mean, eat, eat lots of different colors of foods. 
because that way you'll get different nutrients in all the different foods. So when you're making a salad, put a lot of different variety of vegetables, maybe different uh, herbs and spices to make up the different colors. Eat the rainbow. Meal timing. So plan your meals to align with your chosen fasting window. So if you're going to do the 16-8 method, you're, you know, the most popular time to eat is from noon to 8 p.m. But again, I would recommend doing whatever works in the timing of your life. And you may want to try one type of intermittent fasting and then switch to something else that may seem to work better. Listen to your body. Pay attention to hunger cues and adjust your fasting schedule as needed. It's okay to be flexible. I mean, there's definitely been times where I started out fasting in the morning and then I wasn't feeling great. So I pivoted and just ate and then felt way better. And then there's been other days where I was planning to fast until noon, but it was going really well. So I pushed until 2 p.m. or later and it was pretty easy. The whole point is listen to your body. And also, don't be afraid of being hungry. It is okay for your body to be hungry. And man, when I'm really hungry, that's when those vegetables (laughs) taste really good. I recommend regular weight measurements and body measurements. So you can kind of show changes over time. You can also assess health markers like blood sugar, cholesterol, kind of before and after any kind of fasting journey. We have this scale in our office called the in-body scale, which is a total body composition scale. It measures your muscles and fat in your arms and your trunk and your legs. And it also measures visceral fat, which is the fat around your internal organs. And it's a really great way to measure health and fitness versus just looking at your total weight or your BMI. Your BMI is um, a simple calculation of height and weight, but it doesn't give you any information about muscle or fat. So for a lot of people on on a weight loss journey, visceral fat will go down before your total weight goes down. And so it's good to look at that because it's really encouraging because even though your total weight may not be moving as quickly as you want, if your visceral fat is going down, you're making huge strides in your health. Definitely recognize and celebrate achievements along the way, whether it's weight loss, improved energy, better mental clarity, just acknowledge the successes. And if you were going to, if you have a day that you were planning on your intermittent fasting and it doesn't end up working out, then just move forward and try a different day. You certainly don't have to do intermittent fasting every day. Like I said, science would suggest that even if you do it twice a week, there's huge benefits. And then also celebrate the times when you do a great job and when you crush it. Like when I push through until 2 or 3 p.m., kind of, you know, think, nice job there, Becky. What about exercise? This is a common question. Uh, Exercise during intermittent fasting is possible. There's definitely health benefits to it, but also some different considerations. So if you exercise during intermittent fasting, you will have enhanced fat burning. 
because when you exercise in a fasted state, it promotes increased fat oxidation. And then your body relies on stored fat for energy once your glycogen stores are depleted. Combining exercise with intermittent fasting can also enhance insulin sensitivity, making it easier for your body to regulate your blood sugars. Some people like working out when they're fasting. I actually like working out at the end of my fasting window so that I, I work out during a fasting state, but then I follow it up with a really nutritious, typically a protein shake because it's easy to get down a bunch of protein. So you have to have some considerations though about when you exercise with intermittent fasting because it can affect energy. So some people don't do well when they exercise during a fasting period. So you may have to adjust that. I will say that at first I did, I did struggle with exercising during a fasting state, but then I, my body kind of became accustomed to it and became much easier. You do have to do extra um, hydration if you are exercising during a fasting state. So just drink more water. Intermittent fasting can have some potential negative impacts, especially if it's not done correctly and it's not suitable for everyone. It's important to note that the negative impacts vary widely among different people. And some people may experience these effects more than others. So here are some possible negative effects of intermittent fasting. Nutrient deficiency. So extended periods of fasting may lead to nutrient deficiencies if it's not carefully planned. Restricting food for too long can result in inadequate consumption of essential vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients. Muscle loss. Prolonged fasting, especially in the absence of sufficient protein intake, can lead to muscle breakdown. And this is a big concern for people who are really trying to build and maintain muscle. Some people find that intermittent fasting is challenging due to increased hunger or irritability, mood swings. I would say this might be more common when you're first starting and it, it does get better. Your body becomes accustomed. Uh, binge eating. Intermittent fasting can sometimes trigger overeating or binge eating behaviors during the eating windows. And if this happens, this will counteract actually the potential health benefits and lead to weight gain instead of weight loss. Disordered eating patterns. So intermittent fasting may not be suitable for individuals with a history of eating disorders or those who are prone to eating disorders. You wouldn't want to exacerbate any unhealthy relationships with food. For some of my patients that have had a history of eating disorders, intermittent fasting is actually great because you do have some control. You can maintain some healthy control over eating patterns. It can work really well. People who struggle with low blood sugar or gastrointestinal issues sometimes don't do as well with intermittent fasting. Some people get really uh, nauseated or reflux um, with fasting. And again, that can be more difficult when you're first starting intermittent fasting and it can get better. But if you have diabetes, I would just be careful, especially if you're on any kind of medications, because you can really impact your blood sugars with the fasting. Stress, increased stress. Some people, their body's already dealing with so much stress and 
fasting is putting your body purposely in a slightly stressed state in a good way that makes your body respond. But if you have overwhelming stress in your life, you don't typically want to stress it out even more with fasting. There are other medical conditions that may make it not suitable to do intermittent fasting, certainly pregnancy, breastfeeding, history of really bad heart disease. And there are some medications that really need to be taken with food several times a day. So you wouldn't want to take those medications on an empty stomach, or you could have a lot of issues with nausea. So throughout this presentation, I've included different pictures of healthy foods. So even though intermittent fasting focuses on the timing of eating, it is still important to make good food choices along the way. If you're like me, you will soon be able to notice that you feel better when you eat better food. Honestly, that makes it so much easier to make better food choices when I realize the consequences. And yes, there are still times when I make poor choices and I feel lousy, but then I start over and I try to have a few good days of intermittent fasting to kind of clean things up. So in summary, intermittent fasting triggers metabolic adaptations that are healthy. You get more fat utilization for energy. You promote cellular health, improved all overall metabolic health. And these changes can help you achieve different health goals. What we like to call in our office, optimal health and wellness. Thank you very much. And feel free to contact our office or make an appointment for a consultation if you have any additional questions. The Sauna Health and Wellness Podcast is brought to you by Atagi Plastic Surgery and Atagi Skin Aesthetics. Check us out at atagimd.com. A-T-A-G-I-M-D.com. We offer plastic surgery, skin aesthetics, non-surgical treatments, and hormone therapy. Some of the many things we offer include Botox, dermal fillers, Exilis skin tightening, Kybella, skin aesthetics, all therapy, Vanquish fat reduction, PRP hair restoration, PRP breast lift, and hormone health. Follow us on our website at atagimd.com to learn about all of our specials and events each month. Some of our specials include monthly discounts off products and services or wrinkle-free Wednesdays. Check us out at atagimd.com.